This is Homebuyer Talk Radio with your host, Mark Evinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Homebuyer Talk Radio. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk to Michael Rodriguez, a very funny comedian with two Amazon specials. And we're going to get some tips from a home loan specialist on how to increase your chances of getting an approval. I don't know if the topics really match, but we're going to have some fun with it in the show today anyway. In studio with us today is Gaspar Cifuentes, the founding broker of San Antonio's Finest Realty. Gaspar, as always, great to have you in studio. Good to be back, man. You were gone for like, I don't know, it seemed like five weeks. Was it five weeks? It was four weeks. I had uh, Joey filling in, doing uh, doing his thing, but uh, I'm glad to be back. We've got some great shows lined up for the next couple of weeks here, right. so really looking forward to it. Me too. Uh, all right, and we have Clito Rodriguez in studio, very funny comedian. In fact, everybody in the studio is walking around. They all want to come meet you. They never do that for me. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, why don't they do that for you? <laughs> Clito, or Clito, see? That, I did it. I knew I was going to Tomato, tomato. It doesn't matter. Seriously. You can go either way. I, I answer to both. Well, welcome to the show. Oh, you're an answer to Doug right now. It doesn't matter. It's like, <laughs> okay, seriously. so Doug, welcome to the show. <laughs> so it's great to have you in studio. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, so you have two Amazon comedy specials, Cleto is My Real Name and Devil Get the Heck Out of Here. So yes. uh, I've seen one of them and I really enjoyed it. I'm You're the one. The I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. I'm the one the like. You're the one. <laughs> He's the one like. Yeah. <laughs> also in studio with us today is loan specialist from Cash A, team powered by Mortgage Financial Services, Aaron Cap. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Cleto's cool, but I'm here for you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel better. Yeah. Okay. We can actually do this now. And right. I feel not. Okay. <laughs> Uh, a quick reminder for our listeners that you can catch our podcast and watch our uh, video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. And if you have a business that services home buyers or home sellers and you'd like to be on the show, just visit the home, uh, homebuyertalkradio.com and click on the link to apply. All right, so Gasper, you, how did you, I want to know, how did you get Cleto to come on our little show that we have here? Actually, Cleto is, a, is an amazing comedian and what's unique about him, one of the things that's unique about him. Uh, obviously, he's an extremely unique individual. Um, <laughs> I've been laughing all morning. Yeah, too. I know. It's been great. <laughs> um, he's clean. He's he's a clean, uh, and I don't mean like, like bathing water. I mean clean. <laughs> I mean clean. Uh, uh, he's a clean comedian. He doesn't have to use vulgarities and other things like that. Really he can appreciate still that. Come across extremely funny with with great content. Uh, and uh, he actually performed at our church when we were starting to kind of start to break out of the the, the COVID thing a little bit. Okay. He came out and did a show for us. It was wonderful. It was a, a big blessing. So uh, I got to meet him there, uh, and our pastor knows him obviously. So I had a contact. Oh, that's, that's perfect. Where all that came from. Sweet, nice. So how much are you? That's a great intro. You know, like, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, we should record that. That's right. <laughs> so, Mark, in uh, um, in twenty twenty one, a National Association of Realtors survey on uh, buyer and seller generational trends found that when buyers were asked about the first steps that were taken during the home buying process, forty three percent of them researched information on local lifestyle and nightlife prior to making their decision. Oh, okay. okay. I'm making a connection now. Yeah. The same study found that 62% of all buyers were influenced by the location of a neighborhood by its convenience to entertainment and leisure activities. Okay. okay. So that's, these are big numbers when, the, when we start to look at uh, the actual numbers of buyers in one area. So is Klepto, is he leisure or entertainment? It could be both. Okay. He can be <laughs> both. All, right. I just, all that means is I'm a funny yard man. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that means right there. <laughs> I will help stack chairs at a parade. I just, let me just tell you right now. <laughs> So, like, over the last 15 years that I've been in the business taking listings, um, I've always used the convenience, the shopping centers, local entertainment uh, as marketing points ah. for uh, the ads that we produce for our clients. So, like, for example, if I'm selling a home in Alamo Ranch, uh, I may advertise this home as only minutes away from SeaWorld. It, it may work out okay, like good. that. And then, of course, we attract buyers that are looking for, you know, a property that's somewhere near the, the theme park. Um, but it's because of this interest that we have um, uh, invited our first guest today and... Our first guest has toured all over the country, making people laugh. He's worked with George Lopez, uh, Fluffy, Gabriel Iglesias, uh, Wayne Brady, and even opened for the legendary B.B. King, God rest his soul. Oh, wow. 
Uh, he's actively promoting his Amazon Prime comedy special. Uh, he's been look, uh, booking and promoting his very own Cleto Rodriguez comedy and live event stage. And he provides digital content for La Prensa. Yeah. Right, very good. So everyone, welcome to the show. Please, Mr. Cleto Rodriguez. Oh. Thank you very much. I appreciate oh, it. I'm throwing some you. canned audience stuff there. Yeah, that'd about. be perfect. Yes. <laughs> the more the merrier. I can do that. I love it. The more the merrier. So, Cleto, tell us, uh, uh, how did you get, uh, what made you want to get started in stand-up comedy? Well, I knew mariachi school was not going to work out. <laughs> right. And uh, I wasn't big enough is what they said. No, actually, I uh, I, I, I realized that um, uh, I wanted to be an entertainer. I just couldn't sing or dance. And the one thing I was really good at was making people laugh. And I mean, I would be, and it all started being the center of attention at family get togethers. Yeah. I mean, I was just, it, it got to the point where family would just invite me over just to make them laugh. It wasn't even like they wanted me there. They just wanted entertainment. Is that when you started free. charging? Yeah. Well, no, I didn't even, I, I was, I wasn't even a comedian at the time. I was just like, all right, yeah, let me, I started talking about people in the audience I and mean, in my, in my house and making fun of my brother, my sister, my aunts and uncles, everybody. And just kind of stuck. And then one day. The uh, Latino Laugh Festival about 25 years ago came into town and my they had a, a thing in the paper saying if you'd like to try out, you know, be an open mic or come give it a shot or whatever. My aunt and uncle, who were big supporters of mine, uh, said you should go down and try. And I and I and I said, nah, I'm just that's just not me, whatever. But I wind up going down there just to see what it was about. And I made it a goal of mine to be on the next year and uh, wind up getting uh, did my first open mic, invited my whole family, friends, everybody was packed house in this little lobby in front of the old uh, River Center Comedy Club downtown. And uh, the manager, of course, loved it because I had a lot of people drinking. And uh, <laughs> so they wind up, uh, next thing you know, I made them laugh. And then I got bit by that laugh bug. And uh, next thing you know, the next week, I, w- I didn't tell anybody. And I was there at the open mic with just a couple from Rhode Island waiting to get their ticket stamped for the parking. <laughs> and then another couple from Green Bay, Wisconsin, that was trying to wait for their movie to start across the little hallway. And I'm like, and none of them knew what a Mexican wedding was. And it was like, <laughs> so all of a sudden, I, it became a challenge for me to, and now mind you, when I first started, I was filthy, I was dirty, I was raised with Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor. And I oh, said, okay, yes. this is what I want to do, yeah. you know? And um, sure enough, uh, I wind up uh, bombing so bad that I became a student and I, I studied every comedian I could. And uh, I mean, from Chaplin to John Stewart, you name it, I just would study every one of them. And the whole thing about being a comedian is finding your voice, finding your, you know, what's going to sep- separate you from everyone else. You know, you have your, your Carlins, you have, you know, uh, everybody else doing their thing and, and uh, Cosby and so on. And then, then I met my wife, who was a beautiful Christian woman, and uh, she wasn't having any of that dirty stuff. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and my whole life changed after that. I remember I quit comedy. For like about six months, and I didn't know what else I was going to do, and I was, you know, getting myself right with God, if you will. And uh, sure enough, my wife goes, "You need to go back in comedy, but do it clean." And I said, "Oh, that's all you had to tell me." Became a student again. Now I'm following more like Sinbad and Cosby and Bob Hope and all these, you know, legends of uh, of stand up doing it clean. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it just it just rolled off the tongue. I got blessed left and right with different opportunities and. And uh, didn't you know? I hadn't turned back. Well, a lot of it's delivery, right? It's, it's all it's delivery and timing. How you yeah, do it. It's how I, you I, I found a little bit of a niche, um, you know, probably in my my third, third, fourth year in stand up. I found, you know, I was looking at other comedians, and then when me just being a clean comic, a clean Latino comic is pretty much you know rare. I mean, when we had comics come from L.A. and and they would go up against like the Texas comics. And it was kind of interesting because they were all the same, yeah. talking about sex, drugs, and gangs. Over here in Texas comics, we're talking about 
unemployment. We're talking about family. We're talking about child support. We're talking about everything. Life lessons, you know? We're all laughing when you say child support. It's like, we're talking about life lessons here. And and that's just what separated, you know. And then when I was just one of the cleaner ones, I mean, at the time, it was just, who's this Who's this guy? You know, with the, he made me laugh. Dude. I remember my biggest compliment was I did a, they had a Hispanic fair downtown by Sun Sensation. And it was packed. And I had all my comic friends go for me. And all of them were dirty. I ain't gonna lie. Oh. They were all there. And I was the only clean one. And I'm the headlining. So it's rough to be follow all that and yeah. then be clean. Because yeah. they're like, oh, what's this? Well, Disney all the people who like clean comedy yeah. probably left. Oh, they, they would have probably gone by now. But they were fans of mine. So it was still packed. I, I, I wind up doing it clean. And I remember going to my merch table. And uh, this guy was so so drunk. And he goes, hey, man. I've been waiting for you to set my word, eh? <laughs> I go, I go, well, did you laugh? He almost beat in my pants. I go, then I did my job, sir. Then that was one of the best compliments. That one, and uh, and at the comedy club, they used to have matinee shows at three. And it was all, all, all we had then was the Air Force people uh-huh. downtown with their families. And we're over there barking, like, come on in, free, free comedy. Come on, we need an audience. And that's how we did it. And I remember this lady, and she goes, look, <laughs> short lady. Like, I'm from New York, and uh, she has a raspy voice. And she pulls my shirt down. She goes, thank you for being clean for me. Yes. And that was the second best compliment yeah. I had. So and that we just really motivated me to and let me know that there was an audience out there that was craving it and wanting it. So that made me, you know, write more. Yep. So. See, what I, I love about his comedy, though, is it's not just clean, it's relatable. And I could yeah. because I'm a local Latino boy myself, yeah. but it's just, it's funny because it's like, hey, I remember that growing up. Yeah, I, I remember doing a gig with uh, Carlos Mencia downtown, and he told me one time, he goes, you know, you're so likable. He goes, you'll probably get a special before I do. I'm like, okay, you just got off HBO. <laughs> you were on Tonight yeah, Show. Yeah. And I just got off of, uh, 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 what was it, uh, uh, the water well over there in the south side. <laughs> How do you figure? And he goes, no, because you're likable and you're clean. And he goes, trust me. He goes, I know what I'm saying. And then he goes, but one thing I'll tell you, dude. Make everything relatable. And that's what he, that's the one thing he told me. He goes, make everything. And I was like a sponge. I was taking everything from everybody. And I said, you know what? I'll, I'll keep that. And I started writing everything that could be relatable. But it wasn't that I just wanted to make Latinos laugh. I wanted to make everybody laugh. Yeah. I didn't want to. I, I did not. I wanted everybody just to jump in on the ride and just say, okay, let's hold on. Because it's going to be something interesting. So and that, that's where, you know, I, I started doing more of my writing. But I was like a sponge, just soaking it all up. You know, you mentioned, uh, you know, like Eddie Murphy and, mm-hmm. and um, even like Bob Hope and so on. That's that's going way back. But yes, they were the, the, the king yeah. of stand up. Um, what, what was your greatest inspiration? To- well, I'll tell you, I remember I, speaking of Bob Hope, I got to meet him when wow. I worked at really? uh, I worked at La Mansion Hotel uh-huh. and uh, I was uh, working valet. And I was actually working two jobs at the time. And I was like, man, and I saw him. I was about to leave my ship and he's walking out. He's already older, but mm-hmm. and I was like. Mr. Hope, you have no idea. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm glad that it is. And he goes, uh, and he goes great. I have no money. I'm like, whoa. Come on I said, now. I said, no, I don't need a tip. I'm just, uh, you, you, you just made my day just meeting you. And he was like, well, good. You want to walk for me? Because I don't want to walk. <laughs> he was just so cool yeah. down to earth. And as far as like inspirations for me, I mean, uh, I mean, like, again, it was Eddie Murphy and Pryor that I, I grew up watching. And then when I became uh, a clean comic, it was like Sinbad and Cosby and Bob Hope. And, and of course, Carlin was one of those that I watched, mm-hmm. too, when I first started. But I think for me, my favorite comedian that I just uh, enjoyed was Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, yeah. Oh, Rodney was that. That was it for me. Like, hey, get no respect. You know, <laughs> no respect. <laughs> you know, my, my favorite goes, um, he said, uh, yeah, um, my house was. 
my house is on fire. I heard my wife tell my kids, shh, you wake your dad. You know, hey, <laughs> hey, don't get no respect, you know? <laughs> I mean, I get, I watch him over and over and over, and I just couldn't, I, I just, uh, and it's interesting because the comedy venue that I have now, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit, but it, it's it's an homage to Dangerfields, but it's just called Cletos. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's pretty cool, so, you know, it's kind of neat. Yeah, and you know, um, in in doing that with with Rodney Dangerfield because he is actually my favorite. Yeah, I, I just I can't get enough uh, of him. Uh, it's interesting, uh, and that's even though he wasn't always the the cleanest. Uh, uh, oh at times, no, yeah, he, yeah. He, I remember counting how many jokes he could not say <laughs> on the Tonight say, Show yeah. today. Yes, uh, yeah. He he said one. He goes, "Yeah, Johnny, I got a I got a big girlfriend. She's pretty fat, you know. <laughs> and she's so big. How big is she? <laughs> Her bathtub has stretch marks." You know? I mean, <laughs> You can say that today. No yeah. way. And, and I'm counting all of the ones he could not say. And I'm like, yeah, he'd, he'd be done. Yeah. He'd be done today. He would not even. And, and that's a, and that's the thing that um, I remember Seinfeld hearing him once tell everybody. I think he was at Columbia, if I'm not mistaken. But he had said to they had booed him on a joke. And he goes, you know what, guys, this political correctness, you're going to ruin comedy. <laughs> Just letting you all know right now. Let you know. And sure enough. And that, that got other. I mean, that also got comedians writing in a different way to where, OK, not only is he going to relate, but is it going to be offensive? And that's, yeah. I mean, for me, I didn't have to worry about it because I don't like to be offensive, period. I mean, mm-hmm. I had one joke that I did, and, it, and I, I remember this girl it was performing at Trinity University, and I, I noticed she didn't laugh. And I said, and I noticed she did not laugh. And she goes, well, it wasn't funny. Well, first of all, when you tell a comedian it's not funny, okay, that's like you get defensive all of a sudden. You're like, hold on, this is my baby. I just worked yeah. all night on this joke. No, it was funny. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, you're like, wrong with you. Yeah. Oh, no, everybody else laughed. <laughs> but, and then when I looked at the joke and I said, you know what? If you got offended by it, then I won't do it again. And I never did. Well, there's a lot of pushback going on right now, oh, yeah. too, from comedians. Bill Burr is somebody that, and he's, he's plenty dirty, but he, he's Love pushing back really, yes. really well. Chappelle is, too. He's, yeah. he's so matter-of-fact oh, yeah. about it. Like, you guys need to grow up kind of a thing. You know what I mean? So it's, that's <laughs> he refreshing. not either. No. I mean, him, and he's doing great. He's doing, he's doing fantastic. He's doing great. Chappelle, Rogan. Yeah, Chappelle, I mean, too. All yeah. these guys. I mean, they're just, I love the fact that, uh, and I think for comedians, for, to see them stick to their guns like that. Yeah. You have, uh, I, I think this day and age is just a little bit too sensitive. You know, I think it's, uh, I understand, you know, totally off, the, you know, offensive to where I get it. You know, I understand. But at the same time, it's like, it's just a joke. Right. It's just, it's just. It's not like, hate. It's not right? hate. We're yeah, not yeah, hating yeah, on yeah, a group. I mean, there's a big difference between the hate comedy and then not, you know, I mean, there's some guy going off. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Now, that's just over exactly. the top. And, but for me, it's like, I've just never, you know, cared to do it. If I know I've offended somebody, I just won't do it. That's just me. Well, and I think that's a minority of, of people that are yeah. really offended in that, that way. It, it, it's just they're very loud. They're a loud minority, you know. Uh, but <laughs> most people get it and understand, and, and uh, um, at least everyone I know actually gets yeah. it and understands it. That was a joke. Relax. Those types of situations are more yeah, commonplace Because before, back in the day, you never did this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So, All right, so. <laughs> you know, here's this joke. And I was like, um, <laughs> two drugs walking the bar. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. Make sure so. But yeah. So what's what's on the on the horizon next for you? What do you got coming up? Well, I'm actually I just started a uh, my buddy a uh, friend of mine. She had been approaching me about doing a radio show on the internet and so on with podcasts taking off the way they are. Everyone has one, and I'm you know that was another thing that I wanted to do. But I'm just uh, trying to, you know, I want to expand more on my material. I'm writing another special. Uh, you know, I wanted to call it Clepo Straight Out of ICU, but uh, I thought that was a little <laughs> insensitive. <laughs> yeah, so I said, yeah. Oh, but I just thought that was uh, really yeah, funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's uh, a gauge for you. <laughs> I mean, everybody that knows the town will know exactly what I'm talking about, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, 
you know, that's just something I said, no, nah, I'll just go with Leto dinner and a show. So, uh, but Did yeah. I just see you with the mask on like, for the photo? You have no idea what I wanted. You have no idea what I wanted for the cover. It was, just, it would have got me so bad. It was like, this guy, you know, I would never buy a house from him. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's just one of those, um, for me, it, I, I really want, and eventually it'll probably, um, I'm in the process of writing my own sitcom, wow. but I want to, um, go back to the live audience. Yeah, you know, that to me is that just, energy, the hybrid, and it's great. It works for Modern Family, and everybody. But I need that audience. Yeah. I need that. I mean, to me, that's always been a dream of mine, and I want to make you know make that happen. Lord willing, that'll happen. But uh, just trying to, you know, someone asked me, goes, my wife, oh, it was my wife. She goes, uh, do you plan on getting a lot of writers? Uh, they're all in my head. <laughs> all the writers are in my head. I yeah. mean, it's just uh, there's some folks that can write the premise, but mm-hmm. when you're, and I got a dad. I got a dad that's just old school. I mean, he's speaking of no filters. I mean, he is, uh, he's like, you remember Archie Bunker? Oh, yeah. He's the Mexican one. <laughs> he has no filter whatsoever. <laughs> and he is just his way or the highway, that kind of thing. And when I worked with the news, um, he, <laughs> he knew what time I got home. And early that morning, I said to my, it was a shout out to my father in law, it was his birthday. I said, I just want to give a shout out to my father in law, dad, hey, birthday, I'll see you later, is all I said on TV. My dad, I got home, he's just he leaning on the fence. My dad, I go, hey, dad, how you doing? Hey, Mick, how you doing? You doing all right? I go, yeah, I'm doing great. You sick or what? No, I'm all right. Why? Oh, you gave me a chat out. No, you gave me a chat out. I give you a what? I give me a chat out. No, oh. I, a out. <laughs> I go, a first of all, I didn't give a chat out. I gave a shout out. <laughs> Second of all, that wasn't for you. It was for my father. Oh, I'm sorry you said my dad. I don't remember oh, your dad. Wow. I don't remember your dad giving you money for prom. <laughs> oh, I was like, wow. I was like, let it go, Frozen. Let it go. <laughs> my dad's all bitters in 281 over here, this guy. <laughs> Man, well, tell us uh, how do people reach you? And uh, uh, you know, well, I have I have a website. I have a website, letholigas dot com. Uh, it's been uh, you know kind of get a hold of me that way. Find out when I'm performing next, touring all over the place. I just got back from uh, getting the phone starting to ring again to perform. I just got back from uh, Alabama two weeks ago and then Kentucky last week. So I'm I'm glad to be getting out there again. So yeah, you can reach me on the website. Uh, also, you can go to my comedy venue at Las Chiladas, uh, twenty three eighty seven Northwest Military Highway. Uh, it's dinner and the show concept. We got all kinds of entertainment. You know, we have uh, tribute performers like to Elvis, Selena, and everything. And then uh, also we have, uh, you know, folklorical dancing to comedians, you know. So it's kind of a neat thing. So if you guys get a chance, come on by. We will, man. Yeah, Great. Thank you so much for being here with us. You got it. No problem. Thanks for having me. Quick shout out to uh, San Antonio's Finest Realty 1% Advantage, 1% Advantage Plan. San Antonio's Finest Realty offers a heroes program that saves local heroes thousands at closing. So if you're a nurse, teacher, fire EMS, law enforcement, or military, call today and ask about our 1% Advantage Plan. You can reach them at 210-509-4911. That's 210-509-4911. Or you can visit our website at www.sanantoniosfinestrealty.com. That's San Antonio's Finest Realty, Homes, Land, Life. And Gasper, just real quick on that uh, that Advantage plan. So if somebody is going to sell their home and then they're going to buy a home, if they use you guys on both sides of it, that's where they save that 1%, right? Yes, if they fall into uh, one of the heroes categories, right. if they are a teacher or EMS, fire, police, military. Um, uh, and they're selling their home, and they're basically the ones that would pay the commission. So we refund them uh, in writing uh, their uh, percentage of the commission uh, back to them in their proceeds. Okay, cool. As long as they sign a buyer's representation agreement to be part of uh, allowing us to help them purchase their new home. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Every, uh, 1% is a lot. <laughs> yes, a $300,000 house, that's ah, $3,000. Yeah, it winds up to be a lot. It's like dinner in one of Cleto's shows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next on the show is Aaron Cap, a residential lo- a mortgage loan originator from Cash 18, powered by Mortgage Financial Services. Aaron has nine years of experience and is dedicated to helping homebuyers and new construction clientele achieve home ownership 
Aaron, so two things come up every time I talk to someone who's done business with you guys and your team, right? So it's excellent service and great communication. Um, so working as part of a team with Team Cache, how many people do you guys have? I think in total, nine of us. Nine of us, okay. And then, um, like, who's, like, your team lead on that? So team lead is Robin Morton. Okay. She's uh, been in the industry 30 years and just has phenomenal training that has built me up through my nine years. Okay, awesome. So how long have you been doing this? I'm in my ninth year. Ninth year, okay, awesome. Um, so... Uh, when I was doing a little bit of research on you, of course, my law enforcement background, right? I always got to do research on oh, people. I, I do my little I investigation. Say, you probably found some things in there. <laughs> so in other words, I went to Not Google. That credit score. <laughs> yeah, I went to credit score. So I, I, so I went to Google, right? That's where all cops do our investigations, I think, these days. But anyway, uh, so I found uh, your reviews. You have a lot of reviews uh, done about you. you. You know that, right? That is my goal is to get those five-star reviews. Right. I mean, there's quite a lot. So I, I pulled out one. Uh, I'm just going to read it for our, our listeners. Um, as well. So this is from a lady says, as a first time buyer, Aaron, we, uh, Aaron was able to answer many, many questions I had about the process. He explained that every number and fi- what every number and figure meant. And he offered s- advice and suggestions, but left the, left me the autonomy. Right. So, and that's really kind of encompasses what I think people who are buying homes want, right? We want the information in a way we can accept it. And then we want to be able to make our own decision when we push anywhere. Absolutely. Especially in this day and age with smartphones, we think we know everything because we can Google something real fast. Is that a dig on me on what I just said? <laughs> <laughs> but it's but one of those, you, you know enough to be dangerous, but that's not your area of expertise. So I kind of do try to educate the people on what they think they know and then let them make the decision on what's best for them. Right. I can just show you the options and let you make it. You know, like I say, your, your money, your home, I'll let you decide what works best for you. I remember when I was uh, first started homicide back in 1999 and CSI was a big, big thing, right? So everybody thinks, just to your point, Everybody thinks they know everything about investigations and what's going on. And even I was thinking, well, there's some really cool stuff going on back here. And I get there, and I'm like, none of that stuff's going on back here. <laughs> it doesn't take 20, or 20 minutes for DNA turnaround. I've <laughs> seen a marathon from Law & Order, so I'm pretty much with you. I can pretty <laughs> right? much tell you. I mean, I know yeah. we have 48 hours. That's the most important. Yeah. Well, the first 48. Oh, there first we go. First 48, yeah. I mean, how hard can homicide investigations be, right? I mean, come on. That's what I'm saying. So I, I get this comedy bug going on here. So, <laughs> all right. so Aaron, you specialize in uh, construction to permanent loans, correct? That's correct. Okay. So how much of your business is that taking up? I would say 60-40. Okay. I see. I, I try to use my purchase business to fill in the holes because it does take six to nine months to build a house. But uh, our focus is new construction, helping you find, you know, finance the land, finance the build, and then getting into your 30-year fixed mate. So you could kind of choose your specialty, right? So why did you choose that? It's just a niche program that not too many loan officers fully understand. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of things to worry about over six to nine months, and making sure that the, the borrower is prepared to get into that home at the when it's completed. So just understanding the moving parts to it, because it's not as simple as a purchase, where you have a purchase price, a home, it's there, it's done. Too many moving factors, and with 2022, we've got a huge factor the, the rates going up, so yeah, yeah, just another so, thing to be prepared for. Speaking of rates, and, and really everything is going up, right? I mean, gas is like four dollars a gallon here in the Texas area. I've seen it as high as almost five dollars a gallon, and diesel is really high. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're buying, buying with your within your budget is something people really need to consider. But I remember you actually said maybe you need to look at homes under your budget because you may have to offer more. So give me some of your thought process there. So some thoughts on that is if, I'll, I'll use the average home price right now, and Gasper, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're right about. Two seventy five, three hundred. Uh, it's it's a little higher now. It's, a little, it's higher. a little over three. It's like three sixteen. I think is the last number I saw. Right inflation. We'll blame inflation yeah, for that. Moving. But uh, so if you're if you're at three sixteen and you're out shopping, and again he can attest to this, you're not going to find your your home on your first offer. You're offering two three times before you get that accepted offer. If I gave you an approval two months ago, and you're still shopping at three sixteen with rates moving up, 
we're going to run into some problem, problems there if you're buying at the tip. But if you're shopping at, say, 300 and you can go in a little bit more aggressively and offer, say, 305, 310, then you know you have some wiggle room there. So, as I said, just not shopping all the way to that max approval that we got. Yeah, which is hard to do, right? I Absolutely. Mean, it, it's hard. Not, I want, no, I want, wow, the $400,000 home looks really nice. Absolutely. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, when you're, that's you, the way it works. When you're talking to my wife, you give her 300, she wants to see 350, then now 400 and just keeps going up. There's a whole bunch of material there for Clayton. I, I was just thinking about that right now. I was <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know my wife too. They must be twins. Yeah, here's our budget. Okay, why are you going over that? Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about getting your documents prepped here. So what kind of documents do they do uh, get prepped ahead of time and why? Getting, uh, I'll do it quickly like I do for everybody on the phone. Pay stubs, W-2s, tax returns, and bank statements because that's the meat and potatoes of the loan. We need to know exactly what you're making over a 24-month history. We need to know what assets you have available. And I always like to tell people, get that prepared because I'm the not fun part about buying a house. The realtor is exciting. We get to go look at the houses. We get to walk around. We have a good time. I'm the boring guy that's getting mad at you because <laughs> you went and you know, swiped your credit card last month and I told you not to. So get those documents so that you can get right to shopping as quickly as possible and move me out of the way. I have a question. Yeah. Now, like, let's say for someone like myself that's self-employed and is like a comedian. And, you know, you say pay stubs and stuff. Like, I mean, because uh, it's like... I run into this problem all the time with it comes down to income tax, mm-hmm. you know, to where it's like, okay, what is, what is the gig that you have? You know, like I get certain gigs amount and a certain amount, but they're all not never, it's not, it's le- not consistent. They're not consistent. Right. I get that often from self-employed borrowers. Okay. Aaron, I, I don't make consistent income and, and that's okay. Cause we do take a 24 month history. So what does that income look like? And is it likely to continue? So you pretty much kind of like, uh, I guess narrow it down to the, to the tax return, to the tax return. On, on your side. And, nice. And they, pay, they pay you with a chicken or... Yeah, you know I mean? That's like... <laughs> Achievable. They, 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 they have value. You, you, know, they, that's right. you know what a goat goes for these days, let me tell you. <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, that was my main question because I know it's like, when you said that, I was like, oh man, here we go. What about someone like me that's over there saying, what about me? I got, you know. Oh yeah, and I get that all the time. Yeah. Is, Aaron, you're not going to get this because I don't get a, a regular income. No, trust me, I do. This is what we. This is what I do. I'm... I'm right up there with the CPA when it comes to looking at a tax return. I know what's in there. I know, and I get the game when it comes to talking with your CPA in April. Yeah. So yeah. that, and that's one reason why I tell people get it in early because you may make X, but when you write all those things off, Uncle Sam says, "Well, you really didn't make that." That's right. That's exactly what he tells you, and you, you feel like this small, and you're like, "No, I did do that gig." <laughs> all right. So, Aaron, if folks want to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Uh, best for me is my cell phone two one zero two eight 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 six five seven. I'm a twenty four seven lender. I'm not a nine to five. So cell phone for me or they can go to my website as well right so your acap a-k-a-p-p dot mortgage dot com they can go right to you and they can see all the reviews and everything else that's correct all right as we wrap up the show a quick reminder to check out our podcast videos everything with respect to the show at homebuyertalkradio.com that's going to be it for us Clinton, once again thanks for coming Aaron thanks for being here Gasper welcome there back thanks for having, having me appreciate back. it have a great week 